welcome. Merry Christmas, seasons, greetings, happy Yuletide. This is Yesterday Today. We're continuing our presentation of uh, old-timey Christmas shows and music and all that throughout the month of December. I'm Jake Westbrook. Along with me is the ever-merry McLean Westbrook. Yes, Feliz Navidad, Melikaliki Maka, and all of that. Yeah, slow down there with all the, 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 the tropical holiday greetings. Huh? Uh, McLean, when I think of Christmas, the last thing I want to think about is tropical, hot, sandy places like Mexico or Hawaii. Just no. No. I think of a brightly lit, snow-covered cabin in the woods, a quaint little colonial home in a small Vermont town, a bustling Sun Valley ski resort covered in pine trees and decorations, you know. The mere idea that there's people out there who celebrate Christmas while sweating through floral shirts and living in an in- eternal summer, that's enough to just make me nauseous. That's an extreme stance. Those are two very popular Christmas songs. Oh, no. Not on, the, not on this show they aren't, buddy. That is not happening on this show. Uh, I, I am only... I am, I am declaring here and now we are only playing music that depicts Christmas in the most traditional snow-covered, temperature-below-freezing, frosted window pane since possible. Uh, noted. Uh, well, with that established, on today's program, we are presenting... Yeah, hello, fellas. Uh, I'm here to give you my latest on my plan to propose to Maisie by Christmas. <laughs> oh, hey, Sydney. Why don't you knock when you come in? We are presenting another chapter in the lives and loves of Sidney Snorthoff. When we last left our hero, he was thinking up a half-baked idea to propose to his girlfriend, who he's known for three months, on Christmas Day. Yes, sir. And on that note, the most crucial item on my proposal to new list is to get the blessing of my potential bride's father. (laughs) Uh, You guys, uh, you seen the big guy around? Uh, no, I don't think he's come in today. What exactly is his schedule, anyway? He seems to show up to the studio at random. Well, if he's not here yet, I have time to perfect my charming and responsible aura. Your aura? Yeah, as you know, you know, me me and Maisie's dad, we don't have the, uh, (laughs) best chemistry. (laughs) He hates you. Precisely, yes. If I want his blessing, I need to radiate confidence, exude maturity, and give off positive vibes. Positive vibes, right. I've spent the last couple of days rehearsing my approach. Uh, you guys want to see? Look, I'll, I'll, I'll do it to you. Uh, McLean, pretend that you're Maisie's dad. I don't really think that that's something I... Ah, my eternal happiness and contentment is counting on this. Pretend to be Maisie's dad. Fine. <clears throat> hey, it's me. I'm the producer. Hello, sir. I'd like to ask you a question. <laughs> Oh, Sydney, you dumb moose. What could you possibly want to ask me? Uh, here, shake my hand. I'd sooner shake hands with an oncoming freight train than you, you goofy loser. You don't have to commit to the character that much. Just shake my hand. Oh, oh, uh, oh, sure, yeah. Sir, I'd like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage. Sydney, your hand is soaking wet. Sorry, I'm nervous. I'm not even Maisie's real dad. He had a very convincing performance. Well, now that Snorthoff Theater is out of the way, let's get on with the show. We got some Christmas music to kick off today's episode for you. So here, that is. You think I had to, like, give him a compliment before I ask him? Like, a sort of a bottom-up kind of thing, you know? Uh... And here's Bing Crosby. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. 
While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holidays, happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing, happy holidays to you. If the traffic noise affects you like a squeaky violin, kick your cares down the stairs, come to Holiday Inn. If you can't find someone who will set your heart a whirl, pay a little visit to the home of Boy Meets Girl. If you're laid up with a breakdown, throw away your vitamins. Don't get worse. Grab your nurse and come to Holiday Inn. Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true, happy holiday, happy holiday, may the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. Well, I got the wreath up. Now to get the lights strung. I want to put them across the top of the house and down the sides. That's already the... done, Philip. I did it while you were in the garage decorating your still.
glad to hear the sleigh bells jingle, jingling, jingling, jingling. They set your heart a tingle, jingling, 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 jingling. I love to hear our laughter mingle. Ah ha, ho ho, gliding through the snow, jingling, jingling, jingling. The bells that got the snowflakes dancing, jingling, 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 jingling. Old Dobbins even prancing, jingling, 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 jingling. The night is made for sweet romancing. Ah ha, ho ho, through the snow we go. Winter fairyland, we go a gliding in a cotton candy land of frozen charms. And the way the sleigh is slipping and a sliding brings you sliding even closer in my arms. Can't you hear the sleigh bells asking why we're single as we fly across the snowy hills and dells? And we're happy 'cause the sleigh bells seem to jingle in the winter fairyland like wedding bells. Jing jingle jing jing jing, love to hear the sleigh bells jingle. Jing jingle jing jing jing, how it sets your heart a jingle. Jing jingle jing jing jing, love to hear our laughter mingle. Ah ha, ho ho, gliding through the snow. Jing 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 jingling jing, bells got the snowflakes dancing. Jing 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 jingling jing, Mr. Dobbins prancing. Jing 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 jingling jing, nights are made for sweet romancing. Ah ha, ho ho, through the snow we go. We're only having a little Christmas party. A, a Christmas party? Well, why don't you and your wife join us? You really mean that, Mr. Bunny? Certainly, the more the merrier. I'd like to fix this bag of tricks. And hand them out with a fleeting greeting. Smiles for the frowners, salutes to the uppers, boosts for the downers. May the day be the bowl of cherryest. And to all the merriest, hope you swing during the season. Hope the days go great. Hope you find plenty of reason to hold you long to celebrate. For the mopers, a laugh for the criers, luck to the hopers, to the strange and the ordinariest. Meet to you, the merriest. Thoughts for the muses. A cheer for the winners, breaks for the losers, to the beats and the debonairiest. Greetings like the merriest. Hope there's oil under your rose vine. Hope you get that raise. Hope you hope everything goes fine. The next three hundred and some odd days. Friends for the loners. A song for the singers, grins for the groaners, make the day nothing can compare. Yes, have the most, the merriest. Have the most, the merriest. Here's the Philadelphia.
local man with a sprig or two of vocal holly, hmm? And a hunk of mistletoe to you, Bing, from your ever-loving sponsor. Say, the goose really hangs high here tonight. Mm -hmm. What's your Christmas Eve message for 1947, kid? Just the season's greetings to our friends everywhere on behalf of Philco, its distributors and dealers. Wonderful. Let's parlay that with a happy new year for 1948. Yes, from all of us on Philco Radio Time, sincere good wishes for the Yuletide in the coming year. Ah, my, we're certainly full of greetings tonight, aren't we? December Warm when the cold breezes blow My arms so loving A kind of oven To melt the sleet and snow This heart that glows like an ember Longs to be loved just by you If it could be so Then you'd keep me so warm In December too advice from the three barons. If you want toys like other little boys in your neighborhood, then don't wait till the night before Christmas to be good. And dolls with curls are for the little girls who do things they should. So don't wait till the night before Christmas to be good. You can't fool Mr. Santa Claus right from wrong and you can't be right for just one night you gotta be right right along 
You'd love to see another Christmas tree Where the old one stood So don't wait till the night before Christmas To be good
But forget it, Platt. This is the best holiday I ever had. And I was only cold at the start. From all of us to all of you, may this be your very merriest Christmas ever. Yours truly, Johnny Dalton. Welcome back to Yesterday Today. Our Christmas theme continues as we get deeper into the month of December. Deeper, yes. I mean, it is only the third day, but coming up now... Oh, hey, um, speak of the devil. Uh, the producer just came into the room. Hello, fellas. How do you do this fine day? What are you up to? Same old, same old. Say, you know, I just had a very interesting conversation with that Sidney Snodhoff character. What... Uh, what did, uh, you guys talk about? Well, it seems the young man wants to take himself a bride. As a matter of fact, by sheer coincidence, the woman that so tickles his fancy just so happens to be my only daughter and the apricot of my eye. Maisie, the dearest, sweetest, most wonderful person in the world... Ah, well, you know, I I guess that kind of makes sense. They, you know, they have been dating, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The two certainly have been getting along. So young Sid approaches me in the break room there, not five minutes ago. He reveals to me his intentions and asks me, Maisie's father, if I would give my blessing to the whole Marian business. Ah, yeah, that that is rather traditional. So... I was left with quite the decision to make. Do I give the little tapeworm my blessing to marry my daughter and put on a fake smile while I watch him ruin my sweet Maisie's life? Or do I tell him I'd never possibly agree to such an idea and risk alienating my daughter, who probably wants to marry the little fink based on how fond of him she is? And what did you decide? I decided I'm going to kill myself. Whoa, whoa, that is horrible. Oh, I'm just being dramatic. I would never do that. They would let that little freak Sidney win. <laughs> Look, maybe it's not as bad as all that. I, I know Sidney's not your, your favorite person, but, I mean, he, he really does care about Maisie, and I'm sure he'd, he'd be good to her and all that. And, and you know, if it would make Maisie happy, I'm, I'm sure he, he would do whatever he could to be a good uh, son-in-law. Too, yeah. Uh, I bet you could even learn to to like Sydney after a while. Yeah, maybe when I get old and start going senile. What are you two goons trying to get me on a Sydney Snorhoff bandwagon for anyway? Well, we're just trying to help. I mean, you said he and Maisie would probably get married, whether you gave your blessing or not. So. <sighs> That's right. I just don't know what she sees in that that pencil neck geek. He's. He's a grit-eating freak. A scum-sucking peahead with a lousy physique. He's just a one-man, no-gut-losing streak. What she sees in him, I'll never know. But me telling Sidney no ain't gonna change it. If only there was some way I could convince Maisie of what a glue-sniffing, scab-picking loser he is. If only there was some way. Hold on. I think I taught her something. Oh, are you going to be more open-minded and supportive about your daughter's choices and who she might want to marry, or...? No, no, not that. Ah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I thought of how I could solve this whole problem. 
This is gonna need a lot of work. Hey, we got any coffee left? Uh, Afraid not. Jake took the last cup. Oh, good. I won't have to dilute my whiskey with it. I gotta do some postulating. Some pondering. Some pontificating. Some contemplation. In order to avoid having to deal with that situation, let's move on to our next segment of the show. This is an episode of Richard Diamond, one of the better Private Eye shows of the era. This is their Christmas special, so here you go. The makers of Camel Cigarettes present Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Diamond Detective Agency, we deal in crime, but we're closed now. It's Christmas time. Hello there, this is Diamond. Every year about this time, my business takes a big nosedive. People usually pack up their troubles and start unpacking colored lights and Christmas tree ornaments. So tonight, I'm going to tell you my favorite Christmas story, one I always like to tell. A Christmas Carol by Mr. Charles Dickens. Now, I'd better explain something first. This version isn't exactly the way you've always heard it. Because of the particular type of characters I usually get mixed up with, this story is written to fit their talents and characteristics. Different from the Dickens' original, certainly, but we feel that this story could easily happen today, anywhere. Like right here in New York, on a little side street just off the Bowery. So now I'd like to introduce our characters. Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge, will be played by my good friend and guiding hand of the 5th Precinct Homicide Division. Lieutenant Walter Levinson. Walter! <laughs> Otis. Hmm. The character of Jacob Marley will be played by one of Lieutenant Levinson's most trusted henchmen. Otis, that's you. Huh? Oh, uh, uh, Sergeant Otis Loveloon. Loveloon. Oh. Walt. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> sorry, Alan. Tiny Tim will be played by our corner newsboy. Hi! I'm Johnny Rollins. Tiny Tim's mother will be played by my red-headed gal friend... Helen Asher. The rest of the characters will be played by members of the 5th Precinct Police Station. Officer O'Reilly. Officer Leskowitz. Sergeant Miller. The music will be furnished by the 5th Precinct Police Band, directed by Patrolman Worth. Hi. And now, our version of the Christmas classic, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a nasty old guy named Ebenezer Scrooge. He was nasty, all right. He didn't like anything, except maybe all the dough he could get his hands on. Scrooge had a little business that he started with his partner, Jacob Marley. The outfit was known as Scrooge and Marley Loan Company. But one day, poor old Marley just up and keeled over. So the boys along the big street gave him a nice funeral, and old man Scrooge took over the business. Well, Marley had been dead for seven years, and Scrooge lived alone in his little room over the office, and for a hobby, he hated everybody. He had a young guy working for him named Bob Cratchit. Bob had a wife and four kids and made just enough to make ends meet. Scrooge used to ride him all the time. 
When it got so cold, the polar bears complained. Cratchit would turn on the little heater and Scrooge would say, Cratchit, what do you think you're doing? Turning on a heat, that's what I'm doing. My fingers look like popsicles. I don't care if they come in six delicious flavors. Every time you turn on that heater, it costs me money. Business is not good, so get back to your work and turn off the heat. Oh, now look, Mr. Scrooge, I'm freezing. This pen ain't guaranteed to write under ice. I'm telling you once more, get back to your work. Okay, but I don't know why you worry about business. Why not just put up a sign and turn the joint into a skating rink? Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Oh, swell. Merry Christmas. Ah, humbug. Humbug? Yes, humbug. My old man didn't like Christmas, and that's what he used to say. Humbug. Okay, humbug. It's still Christmas, and I don't see where you get off not liking it. This is supposed to be the time everybody gets with it. Everything stops. It ain't much good. And you put your arm around the next guy and you tell him Merry Christmas. I'm going to put my arm around you with a hammer on the end of it if you don't lay off this goodwill stuff. Look, what's with you? What have you got against Christmas? You show me a way to make a hundred bucks every Christmas and I'll fall in love with it. You want me to be merry? Well, sure. Then go get some of those joyous clients of mine to pay off their loans. Merry Christmas. Humbug! Okay, then. Humbug. But it's still cold in here. Have some icicles, but give them back after the holidays. They're my fingers. Late that evening, Scrooge went upstairs to his room. The room where Jacob Marley used to stay. It was dark in the little hall, and when Scrooge reached for the door, he looked up at the big brass knocker and saw... Ah, holy cow. Could have sworn that was old Jake's face in the knocker. They must be working too hard. So, and he went. A little shaky after seeing Jake Marley's face, but he just passed it off his nerves. He closed the door and locked it. Then got a fire going and started to relax. But every tile around the fireplace started looking like Jake Marley's face. Oh, now come on, ass old boy. You gotta get hold of yourself. This is ridiculous. I haven't touched a drop in weeks. He got up and walked around the room a few times, then went back and sat on again. He stretched, rested his head on the back of the chair. From somewhere, a bell started chiming. And Scrooge sat straight up in his chair. He heard something else, too, something from downstairs. What the... Oh, now, what is that? What's going on here? Who's that? Come on, who's out there? And all of a sudden, it came right out through the wall. Jake Marley. Oh, no, no. I gotta stop eating lobster. Ooh, it couldn't be. What's with you? Who are you? Jake Marley. Who else? You're dead. The deadest. But nevertheless, Jake Marley. His ghost. Oh, you are very sharp today, Scrooge, old boy. I don't believe it. You got eyes, ain't you? Yeah, and I got a bad stomach, too. That's who you are. Nothing but a bad case of indigestion. You don't think I'm a ghost, huh? <laughs> okay. Maybe a good scale change your mind. No! No, 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 no! Stay away from me. All right, all right. I, I believe you. You sold on the idea? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but why did you come to see me? Regulations. Every man's supposed to live his life and help his buddies. 
If he don't do it while he's alive, then he gotta do it after he kicks off. Cut it out! Why come to me? Because you're gonna end up just like me, unless we do something in a hurry. Now, I haven't got much time, so you better listen. Oh, oh, I don't want to be like you. I'll, I'll listen. Okay. You are gonna have three visitors. You are gonna be haunted by three spirits. Oh, no. It is the only way you can keep from being like me. When you hear the bell strike one, the first one will be here. Well, I gotta be gone. You won't see me again, but you remember what I told you. So long, Scrooge, old boy. Your goosebumps can relax now. After the ghost took off, Scrooge just refused to believe it. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Humbug. Then he climbed into the sack and was soon snoring up a storm. When Scrooge awoke, it was still dark, and the bell from the church on 53rd Street was striking 12. He lay awake listening and thinking to himself. Ah, just a dream. Ghosts. <laughs> Finally, he dropped off again and slept for about an hour. Then the bell struck one. One o'clock. I don't see no ghost. I knew it was something I ate. <sighs> All of a sudden, a big light flashed in the room, and the first of the spirits stood before him. Hi, Scrooge. Oh, Jake was right. Are you the first spirit that Jake said had come to haunt me? Yeah, you know it. Well, who are you? Me? I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah? How long past? Your past. Come on. We're gonna take a little ride. Well, where are we going? Just relax. I'm running this tour. Well, let me get my pants. You got them. <sighs> They're on me. With that, the ghost of Christmas past grabbed Scrooge by the hand and they both flew out of the window. Scrooge nearly lost his upper plate, but before he could yell for help, he was standing in front of a dirty, ramshackle old tenement building. You know where you are? Sure I know where I am. This is where I was brought up. Even the garbage cans are the same. You had a pretty tough time when you were a kid, didn't you? The toughest? I wasn't very big. The rest of the kids in the neighborhood were. I had more black eyes than a crow. You want to go in? What for? To see your folks. My folks died a long, long time ago. They're there now. Come on. But the ghost took old Scrooge into the building and showed him a Christmas, years past, when he was a child with his family. Sure, it was tough living in two little rooms like that, 
But Scrooge remembered how wonderful it really was. <laughs> What's the matter, Scrooge? Huh? Oh, I've got something in my eye. You were pretty lonely when your folks... When they, uh... Um... Yeah. You know, there was a young kid that came around earlier this evening and sang some carols. Gee, I wish... Yeah? What do you wish? Oh, out of nothing. Come on. I want to show you another Christmas. The spirit showed him another Christmas and still another. And you know, no matter how tough Scrooge remembered his childhood had been, it always seemed that Christmas was wonderful. And then before he knew it, Scrooge was back in his little room and the spirit was gone. Scrooge was pretty beat. He climbed into bed and dropped into a heavy sleep. Huh? What's that? It's two o'clock. Hey, that light in the other room. I got burglars. Hey, Scrooge, come on in. Who's that? What are you doing in the other room? Come on in and take a look. It's pretty nifty. Hey, what is this? What have you done to the room? Looks like Basie's window. Where'd you get all the holly and the mistletoe? And how did you get in here? Do you like it? Oh, for Pete's sake, a Christmas tree. Who are you? The ghost of Christmas present. Now, don't tell me you don't like the way I fix things up. I work pretty hard. Oh, second ghost. Okay, take me wherever you want to go, but believe me, next time I try the train. Let's go. Now, what do you see? I see bright colored lights, people having a lot of fun, kids on sleighs. See that building over there? The one with the big reef on the front door? Yeah, that's where Bob Cratchit lives. He works for me. Hey, look, there's Bob now. Yeah, going into the house. Up all those stairs to the fifth floor. He's got his little boy on his back. Tiny Tim. Yeah. He got polio last summer. Pretty sick with a boy. I know. Bob said he'd need a lot of care if he was ever, ever going to walk again. Come on. Let's take a peek. Hi. Hello, honey. You and Tim have a good time? The best. Didn't we, Tim? Yeah, Dad. We watched all the kids in the block on their sleds. Mom, will I ever be able to ride a sled? <laughs> of course, Tim. Won't he, dear? Well, sure thing, Roughneck. Next Christmas, you'll be out there doing belly whoppers with the rest of them. Dad, what's the matter? Your eyes are all wet. Uh, nothing, Tim. I just got some snow in them. You want some chicken, Tim? No turkey? No, but lots of cranberries. Okay. Can I sit next to you, Dad? You just bet. Bob, will you say grace, dear? Can I say something first, Mom? Of course, Tim. What would you like to say? God bless us. Everyone. What's the matter, Scrooge, old boy? Got some snow in your eyes, too? 
tell me something. Sure, if I can. What about Tiny Tim? Well, can't say for sure. If his old man makes enough money next year to get the white doctor, little Tim will get along just fine. But times are tough, aren't they, Scrooge? Yeah. Now the spirit of Christmas present took Scrooge to many places and showed him a lot of happiness and a lot of misery. And finally back to his little room and the spirit was gone. Oh, I don't know whether I can take much more of this. Then a new ghost drifted in. This was worst yet. He was really done up for haunting. He was all dressed in black with one arm sticking out and pointing right at poor old Scrooge. This was the last one of the spirits. Scrooge's knees sounded like castanets on a reducing machine. Okay. Okay, you don't have to tell me. You're the ghost of the Christmas that hasn't come yet. You I'm really scared of. The ghost took off with Scrooge right after him. The city disappeared and Scrooge found himself on the outskirts of town standing in the graveyard. The night was howling like it was mad. And as Scrooge looked down, he saw... Hey, what's this? What's this stone? The black spirit stood still and pointed, so Scrooge leaned down, pulled away the bushes, and saw it was a tombstone. There's a name here. Eb... Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, no. No. Look at this. Believe me, I don't want this. I, I know I've done wrong, but I'm not kidding. I, I really know what Christmas means. It, it doesn't mean just today or tomorrow. It's every day. Every day of your life. I swear I'll do better. Oh, only take me away from this. Let me try. Let me try to make Christmas right for me and, and for everybody else. Please. Please, don't let this happen. Give me another chance. Well, don't just stand there. Put your arm back in. You'll catch cold. Well, say something. Suddenly, Scrooge dropped to his knees and reached out for the spirit. But something happened. The spirit started to shrink. Then it collapsed. And when Scrooge looked up... What the... My bedpost. My own bedpost. I'm home. Oh, thank goodness. I lived the past, the present, and the future, and now I'm home. Hallelujah! Spirit, wherever you are, believe me, from now on, things are going to be different. Oh, yeah, and thanks. Paper, get your morning paper, paper. Hey, boy, boy. Yeah? What day is this? It's Christmas. What's with you? Christmas. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I haven't missed it. The spooks did it all in one night. Boy! Oh, it's you, Mr. Scrooge. How many papers you got? I don't know. Well, here's what? five bucks. Five bucks. Throw them away and then go have yourself a Merry Christmas. Gee, thanks, Mr. Scrooge. And a Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> oh, boy, say that again. Thanks. No, no, the other. Oh, you mean Merry Christmas? Yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas. Okay, okay, I'm coming. What's the matter with you? Can't you see the store's closed? Look, mister, the store's... 
Ebenezer Scrooge. Merry Christmas, Barney. You've been drinking? Not a drop. Well, what's the matter? Aren't you going to wish me a Merry Christmas? Oh, sure. Merry... Sure. Come on in. The wife's upstairs with her mother, but I got a bottle in the back. <laughs> Look, Barney, I know your grocery store is closed, but you could still sell me a turkey, couldn't you? What do you want a turkey for? You've been eating at the automat every Christmas for the last seven years. <laughs> it's not for me. Well, then who's the boy for? Bobby Cratchit. You know, the young guy that works for me. Oh, yeah? How much you gonna charge him? Yeah, here's 20 bucks, huh? Here's the address. And listen, don't tell Cratchit who sent the thing, okay? Yeah, okay. Merry Christmas, Marty. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Well, old Scrooge went back to his rooms and took an old blue suit out of the mothballs. He shook it out, put a few creases in it, and went out of the street. The old boy was really with it. Everybody he passed, he greeted them with... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. He went to church and gave a large donation, and Father McCarthy nearly forgot his sermon. Yes, for the first time in his life, Scrooge was having a Merry Christmas and arrived early at his office. If he could just catch Cratchit coming in late, and he did... Bob was a good 21 minutes late. Cratchit! Oh, no. You're 21 minutes late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Scrooge. I uh, had a big evening. Oh, you night. did, huh? You know what I told you if I caught you fancy footing it in here late again. Okay, so I'm canned. You think you got it coming? Well, I'm too tired to argue. Jobs are tough enough, and I hate to lose this one, but I'm just too tired. A raise would help, huh? Well, that's the silliest question of the year. Then you got it. It's in the envelope. What? Uh-huh. Maybe... After we see how the funds are, we, we might be able to do something about Tiny Tim. Well, yeah. I don't get it. A raise? You want to do something about Tim? I don't get it. Sure you do, Bob. Haven't you heard? It's Christmas. Now go on home. Take the day off. Take the week off. Come back when you feel like it. Merry Christmas. Mr. Scrooge? Yeah? Merry Christmas. And Scrooge really did it. He was as good as his word, better even. He made it the merriest Christmas ever. And later things got better and he took care of tiny Tim. And sure enough, Tim was out on his sled the next Christmas doing belly whoppers with the best of them. Every Christmas thereafter, all along the big street, it was said, if anyone knew how to make Christmas merry, old Ebenezer Scrooge was that one. And I hope that can really be said about all of us. Just like Tiny Tim said. God bless us. Everyone. That's it, Tim. God bless us. Everyone. Oh, Rick, that was a wonderful story. Not quite the way Dickens wrote it, but it meant the same thing. Well, thanks, Helen, dear. I thought you were good as Tiny Tim's mother, too, didn't you, Walt? I sure did, and that's no humbug. <laughs> what in the world was that? It's Sergeant Otis. Oh. He's still playing Marley. Otis! Yeah, Ebenezer? Oh, cut it out, Otis. The play's over. Go on, call officers Riley, Lund, and Miller, all of them. Tell them to leave the punch bowl and come over here. We're going to sing. Oh, boy, I'll lead off. Jingle bells, no, jingle no, bells. No, 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 Otis Rick will lead. We can join in later. 
Oh, Lieutenant. Go on, Rick. Otis, stop breathing down my neck. Well, I'm just waiting to come in. Otis. Oh, for heaven's sake. Snow falling down from heaven. Making a mantle of white. Sleigh bells are ringing. Wonderful Christmas night. Jingle bells, no, jingle bells. No, no, not, not yet, Otis. Voices that sing Hosanna. Bathed in a heavenly light. Everyone happy. Wonderful Christmas night. Otis. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Otis, stop crying. Life on earth begins again. Joy in the hearts of children, there in the trees candlelight. All making merry, wonderful Christmas night. Now, Lieutenant? No, Otis. Oh, let him sing, Walt. Come on, everybody. Oh, boy. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh! Merry Christmas, everybody! All right, welcome back to Yesterday Today. You just heard the Richard Diamond Christmas special, and that about wraps us up for today. And coming up next week, we're going to host Sydney's back. Fellas, fellas, I got it! 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 What did you get? Maisie's father's blessing. He said I could marry his daughter. He did? Yeah, just now in the break room. He just told me he, he thought about it for a bit, and he said yes. How about that? Can you believe it? I don't believe it. Can you believe it? I don't. I oh, I'm hyperventilating. Oh, sorry. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Well, gee, congratulations, Sydney. Uh, we. We knew you could do it. Now my proposal plan is right back on schedule. I, I thought convincing Maisie's father would take days, weeks. But he said yes. Oh, he said yes. Oh, now I can get started on everything else I have to do. I gotta buy a ring. I gotta hire wedding planners. I gotta rent doves. Rent doves? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get going. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, that's an interesting development. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Hello again, fellas. Hey, you see, Sydney? Boy, is that lad happy. That'll make it all the better when his hopes and dreams are crushed. Yeah, so what nefarious things do you have in mind, if I may ask? Nefarious? When nothing nefarious is happening, I gave the boy my blessing. Now he just has to ask Maisie if she wants to marry him. Is there any particular reason why she might not want to marry him? Well, I'll tell you. I don't think Maisie has quite the right idea about marriage. Me and her mother weren't together very long, so she doesn't have a realistic picture of what a marriage is like. 
As someone who's been married to a handful of women, I'm something of an expert on the subject. Oh, is that how that works? I'm just gonna have to show Maisie that being in a relationship ain't all that it's cracked up to be. And how might you go about doing that? Well, we went to a mother's place in Hoboken for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna invite everyone, including Maisie's mother, to my house here for Christmas. That's when I'll romance Maisie's mom once again and get back together with her. Once we're back together, we're going to be arguing and fighting so much that Maisie will realize what a train wreck committed adult relationships are. That'll be enough to scare away from Sydney for life. That is undoubtedly the single worst thing I've ever personally heard somebody say. Uh, yeah, I think that's top of the list. Top of the list right there. Well, the end justifies the means. And if I can end this relationship between Maisie and Sydney, that means I'll be very happy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I'm starting to realize why we don't hang out with our producer outside of work. Well, thanks for listening to Yesterday Today. For for whatever it's worth, I guess. If you want more Yesterday Today, visit KISU.org. If you want good dating advice, listen to a different show. Now get out there and trim some trees and uh, deck some hallways and, and all that other sort of stuff. Jingle bells, jingle bells, listen to them ring. Bringing all the happiest wishes they can bring. Jingle bells, jingle bells, echo in the air. From the folks at Capitol to you folks out there. You've been helping us all the seasons through. So we take this little way to send our thanks to you. We'll sign this Christmas card. With our autograph That means me and VP Glenn And our entire staff Jingle bells, jingle bells Everybody sing Fill the flowing bowl with cheer Make the welkin ring Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells Let's have a ball Happy New Year, everyone Merry Christmas all Twelve o'clock? I didn't know it was that late.